Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Rock and Roll Union Streamcast. CT here, as always. Thank you so much for watching this evening. Got a great show. It's a 90s show. Uh, not sure exactly how I lined this up, but uh, sometimes the stars align, and that's what we get. So tonight we have two great tributes to the 90s, the grunge era, and much more. Uh, we're joined by the band's Worldwide What and Sanctuary. Tonight we're kicking off the lead-in to Jam on the Dam that I will be emceeing August 5th. This will be uh, first time back since uh, two years ago, but this will be actually my fourth event that I'm emceeing for them. Really excited. It's a great day. Make sure you get out there. It's in Williamstown, August 5th. Also, uh, shout out to our sponsor, Rosenfeld Dental Associates, located 1095 Inman Avenue in Edison, New Jersey. Go rock your smile with the rock, Doc Dave Rosenfeld, nominated one of the top dentists for Jersey in 2023. Mention CT or Rock and Roll Union, and you will get a great savings on booking your first appointment there. Guys, a lot of great stuff going on. A lot of great stuff coming up. So, uh, we are just really in the thick of summer now. Hopefully, you guys had a great 4th of July yesterday. Whatever you guys did, hopefully you did it responsibly. And, guys, please welcome for the first time to the Rock and Roll Union show worldwide what these guys will be kicking our ass on August 5th, a jam on the dam. Guys, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you. So I'll I'll start off the show like this because, like I said, it's a '90s show tonight, and I gotta I gotta ask you guys, what is it about this music, this '90s era, that makes you guys gravitate towards it, or make you want to cover that, and what makes that the type of music you guys went to? Boy, that's a good question. I guess being in a you know growing up in the '90s, being an adult in the '90s, it's weak listen to it at the bars and party too and all that fun stuff. But there's a lot of good music that came out then too. Being a child in the nineties yeah, was also fun. Listening to nineties <laughs> music, not in the bars. Yeah. You know, Drinking STP, Mountain Dew. Yeah. STP and Alice and James <laughs> and that coming out. You know? Polaris and Pulp. Yeah, Polaris and Pulp. <laughs> this music doesn't feel old to me. It feels very current. Like when I am playing or hearing these songs, I feel like you know, this stuff was just yesterday. Doesn't feel like it was that long ago and uh, just really pumps through your heart, you know? It's unbelievable to think that 20, uh, ni over 1990 was like over 30 years ago now. It's yeah. mind blowing. I remember I was in high school when Pearl Jam 10 hit or when, uh, and I, Pearl Jam 10, you know, everybody makes a big, big thing about Nirvana, but Pearl Jam 10, I got to say, was the first album that really stuck out to me in that time period. That was the first one that I took notice of. How about you guys? What was it that did it for you when you, when this music first came out? Yeah, well, I mean, I can, I can answer that first. Uh, it was, it was um, Nevermind for me, and uh, I was in college, so uh, thanks for making me feel old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have been sort of hip to some of this upcoming music through um, these couple of girls I was playing in a band with at the time. And they were talking to me about this band Mud Honey and and this band Nirvana and, and sharing some of this music. And, um, and then Nevermind came out and it was it was just amazing to be in that in that alive in that era and and. In college and be so into music when that thing hit because it was it was and I was a big hair metal fan even before yeah, then mm -hmm. and into a lot of different music and I had never heard anything like that and just I totally dove into then Soundgarden and um, oh, yeah and Stone Temple Pilots and, and you know I was going to say with you being in college you probably even had more of a step up because a lot of the college radio stations were the first ones to kind of start playing that music first a lot of that attention came from those college radio stations. So to be in that era as a college student, you probably got maybe the first taste of that. Yeah, that was, that was these, these girls I were playing with them, the, the Mahoney sisters. I still remember they were, they were on the cutting edge of a lot of this, a lot of this up and coming music. Um, 
so yeah, it was a, it was a great time. You know, I was a college, I was a DJ at the radio station, so I got to play a lot of this awesome. stuff and ex- a lot of the high school kids in the area who listened to who listened to our station. Um, got to expose them to a lot of this music too. And like, and like Eric said, it's still to this day, it still makes you feel, um, still makes you feel, uh, still feels current. Know, yeah. yeah. It still makes you yeah. feel that, you know, get your heart pumping and, and is, is, uh, is great music to just, you know, to the, to party to, to rock out to. Well, and there hasn't been anything since, you know, in, in rock music, there's nothing that's been game changing since. You know, you had the the hair metal scene in the '80s, and then you had grunge hit in the '90s, and since then, just there's been nothing else that's had this kind of impact in music, at least rock. You know, I gotta agree with you because if you look at the evolution of rock and roll, you had the '50s, which was like the early days. You had your Elvis, and you had your poodle skirts and your movement in the '50s. Then the '60s hit. You had your bell bottoms and the hippie music. You had the Beatles, things like that. '70s hit with Bear Era with Led Zeppelin and. Uh, the Eagles and other bands like that. Then the 80s brought the hair bands. 90s brought alternative and grunge. And I agree yeah. with you. Since then, what have we had as a movement for rock? I mean, some people right. say new metal or things like that, yeah. like the the rap rock thing that was there a little bit in the 2000s. But nothing on this level, nothing on the level of when grunge hit. And yeah. I, I, I got to say, man, like that movement really took – the world by storm yeah it did yeah very much so um i wanted to ask because of there there seems to also be a stereotype around 90s music as far as uh depression or uh Mm -hmm. drug related things like that and there's other bands that i believe transcend that that weren't really they were part of that movement but they they weren't like other bands. For me, a band like that would be Alice in Chains. I think Alice in Chains kind of stood outside that a little bit. What do you guys they think? Did. I agree with that. I mean, they, I think yeah. Alice in Chains was their own thing. You know, they really, in my opinion, they were not grunge. They weren't alternative. They were, yeah. they were their own thing. Right. And there was the, yeah. the Britpop bands doing something totally different. Yeah, Britpop bands were doing their own thing. Yeah, yeah they, they were different. definitely more upbeat. But I never saw it as the, the depression, you know, being in my no. 20s and then, you know, 18 to 20, some years old in the 90s. You know, I didn't see even the bands like Nirvana and all that are that are tied to that. I never saw it that way, you know, at that age. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, always thought I, it was just fun rage, you know. Yeah. Right. It's gross, yeah. But it's like, it's, it's, like <laughs> it's with a with like a twist with like irony or something, you know, all the lyrics are funny. Yeah, it was, now, it was I, I gotta add. Well, we we talked a little bit before we came on air about how long you guys been together. How'd you guys all meet? Formation of your band, worldwide what? And uh, how? Where'd you guys come from? Well, John and I, uh, it's John over here. We we were in a band previously. We've been friends for quite some time. Um, and when that disbanded, our, our singer passed away, so that kind of broke up. Um, and then we thought, you know, let's do something new. You know, we were playing classic rock like everybody else back then, the ACDC, Led Zeppelin, Van Halen, that kind of stuff. And, uh, yeah, which is, <laughs> is awesome. But let's, let's do something. Every every bar, everybody plays this stuff. Let's, you know, so let's, go, let's go for the 90s. You know, my generation, my age, we're still going bars. We've got this, you know, disposable income. Let's let's play to those guys. So we got together and, and, and started. And... Um, you know, we put a, an ad out on one of these musician websites that looks for, you know, people looking for other people. And, and that's how it started. Lauren was yeah. the, the first right here. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then, and then Eric and Jim came together and it's, you know, we hit it off. We're all good yeah. friends. We have a yeah. great time. It's, you know, it's, it's nice. Now you guys have been together about a year, you had said. Yeah. Yeah. About yeah. A year, I, guess. Mm-hmm. I think we're all really like, minded people were all kind of yeah. interested and in, we all really love the 90s so i think that really drew us together and just the desire to play that kind of music mm-hmm. so i think it yeah i think we just naturally kind of hit it off and we we like to have fun with it right like we don't take ourselves that seriously we like to have fun we want to do we want to do good might make good music but we also really want out of the time so yeah. 
Now, uh, as far as other music of the 90s, do you guys perform other stuff outside that grunge? I mean, there was so much great music in the 90s. There was there was what was considered alternative, but I just consider music, things like Counting Crows or uh, just other great bands from that era. What, uh, what other styles of music or what other kind of bands do you guys like performing? Oh, we, we play... Uh... A wide variety of 90s music um actually i'm not the, the world's biggest grunge fan um but i've actually grown to appreciate it a lot more uh playing uh playing in this group i've always liked nirvana though um but no we play songs you know by james uh the cranberries cracker um we worked a david bowie wow. song in from 1970 under the guise of it being a nirvana song oh, managed the world from nirvana i'm a big i'm a big i'm a huge david bowie fan um uh so a whole bunch of different things and then bush which are like yeah. Yeah. british yeah. you know yeah. we do green, day. green, green day. day weezer weezer yeah that's true you know, yeah 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 it blows my mind that weezer goes that far back yeah. Uh, doesn't it? I know. I know. I was like, are we sure that was nineties yeah. at first? <laughs> it all kind of yeah. blurs together. Chumba Wumba. Oh yeah, Chumba Wumba. Chumba Wumba. Definitely not a grunge band. No. Yeah, Definitely. we had that that one song that one time. Fun one hit wonders. Yeah, yeah or just that are fun to play. And yeah. now, um, what would you say? Uh, I'm going to go around the world here with you guys. Who would you say is your favorite '90s artist? Yeah, that's easy for me it's tool i mean tool is my favorite band so i love i love tool that's mine for me it's STD. for me red, red hot chili peppers yeah that's a good one yeah david bowie <laughs> 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 prolific output yeah. in the 90s yeah yeah yeah, yeah mine's probably a tie between um sound garden and alice in chains yeah it's oh, they're, they're right yeah. there too it's up there man and like as far as playing out is concerned, how many shows would you say you guys have done this past year? We're just getting started. We've only, yeah. we've only done a couple shows. Awesome. It's actually, uh, yeah, it was actually yeah. very gracious of Jim and those guys to, you know, to let us play uh, because we didn't, you know, it's tough when you don't have a lot of video and a lot of audio, you can't, you know, you yeah. can't say, Hey, this is, this is what we do. Um, makes it a little more difficult, you know? So it's uh, it's a good opportunity for us to play the jam on the table. Do you guys have anything else upcoming other than Jam on the Dam? Uh, what the week before? Yeah, yeah, the week before we've got a we've got a, a gig at um at a, a local community pool pool gig. Rocking the pool. Yeah, all <laughs> that um, man. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then after this. Um, you know, a bunch of us are, are traveling a lot in August, and we're gonna we're gonna try to pick back up with some with some gigs in the fall when we're all back and not as uh, not as on the road uh, as we are. Yeah, and everything slows down a bit. Gotcha. Now, um, let me ask you, it, what would you think? What would your best wish be as far as being a band? What What's your next goal? What do you guys want to accomplish? Ooh, Jeez, that's a, a hard question. question. Who wants to take this one, Jim? That's a Jim one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's a There's also question. something stupid. Something <laughs> well, my first wish, yes, as John would say, less stupid things. Um, Eric, any? Uh... <laughs> I mean, I mean, our our goal is yeah to be you know we want to be playing out probably once a month. Um, we actually probably don't want to be playing out like twelve times a month, yeah. but you know few times a month where we can just keep bringing in new stuff um never gets bored never turns into kind of like that wedding band feel where like you can't stand playing the song the 88th time um so we want to just keep it fresh pick and choose you know gigs that we play just have a great fucking time yeah and yeah. that's it i mean i i gotta applaud that answer that uh Honestly, there's a lot of bands out there that kind of oversaturate the market, play a little bit too much out there. And uh, I, I get, Eric, exactly what you're saying. Pick and choose what you want to play at instead of just grabbing anything that's out there. Uh, I've seen right. some bands grab some shows that were kind of, why would you do that kind of shows? And uh, 
that I think Eric is when you get into that area of uh, feeling like that wedding band. Yeah. Other than that, I think it's really cool to actually do an Eastern European tour at some point. <laughs> That's all. Awesome. Like wedding vows and all that stuff. But um, <laughs> we we used that as a joke the first time we played out, and it would be cool to complete that someday. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Reason for vacation. So, so what I think that I, I don't quite know yet, so I figured I'd go around and ask you guys what what instrument, what do you do in the band? Eric, I'll start, start with the nod, Eric, because not everybody's not name is under wow. what they do. So if you guys could kind of like just let us know what do you do in the band, well, your your name, how people can know you. Yeah, John will go around the world. All right. Uh, I'm John, and I play the guitar. <laughs> he thinks. And and other yeah. things. You yeah, yeah. So, uh, the melodica. Recently, the theremin's been added into the gig. Yeah. Awesome. I am one yeah. finest tambourine man uh, when it calls for it. An okay bagpipe player. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't got the bagpipes in yet, but we don't yeah, we gotta get a quick we'll get shoots and ladders in here. Yeah, yeah. Maybe down the road. But uh I tell bad jokes. Lots. <laughs> Lots of puns. <laughs> All right, so give us a bad joke then. Oh, uh, oh you opened the door. Oh no. Hey, <laughs> I you shot a out there. Damn it. How it got in there, I have no idea. <laughs> And they will take me outside and beat me. Yeah, he's, he's dead now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, who's next? Eric? Uh, or, uh, yeah, Jim, Jim go ahead. I'm Jim and I play bass. Yep. Nice. I'm Dave. I play the guitar as well as John. Much oh. better than me. Yeah. <laughs> Lauren, so. drums. Uh, let me just get ready. La, 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 la. <laughs> I sing. <laughs> and you know, to tell you the truth, that totally would have surprised me because I would have taken uh, that she was the vocalist and Eric, you you were on drums. I it's very rare to see a female drummer, and that's awesome. That kicks ass. Yeah. How long have you been playing drums? Well, for a while, but I think when I I just. But it's funny, when I was younger, I would just, I always gravitated towards So my parents, I would have, well, I, I, my parents eventually got me a drum set, but I would just play on like Folger cans, you know, and I would like set up Folger cans and like the little tins and like play on them. I always liked it. And my dad's friend was a drummer and whenever he would do his taxes, he would let me play his drum set. And I was like, I love this. This is great. So, but I didn't really like, I had apartments. I didn't really have a way of doing it because I was in New York City and nobody wants to hear that. So it took a pause for a while, and then I picked it back up. You know, maybe five, ten years ago. So, yeah, I love it. Yeah, the best thing. What's about your? Uh, what would you say is your chosen kit? Like, what what style of drum do you like the best? I do. I mean, I do like playing on the. I do like playing a real, like an you know an acoustic kit. It's it is fun to play electronic kits. I will say I do that at my house because otherwise it'll piss off the neighbors and the dogs get upset gotcha. and nobody does that. But it's nice to play on like a real kit. Sorry, were you going to say something? No, I was going to say Go ahead, Jim. Sorry. No, Eric. Go ahead, Eric. I was going to say, um, the coolest thing about Lauren is, I mean, you can see her sitting down there. You can't tell, but she's actually a little bit, you know, sh on the shorter side. And then she yeah. gets behind this kit and she's just <laughs> thrashing, you know, all these songs. And uh, people love it. It's really, really That's cool. Awesome. And like she stands up and they think she's like 12 or 15 or oh, something. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, yeah. no. It's close. like animal from the Muppets. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Too. Uh, <laughs> now, as far as social media pages or websites or anything like that, how do people keep up to date with what's going on worldwide? What? We've got a, a Facebook page, uh, Worldwide What Band, it's called. Yeah. Not not a whole lot on there yet, but that's that's the starting point. Awesome. We're adding to that as well. Man, so um, you guys said that hopefully in the fall you guys will start adding a little bit more to your schedule. And yeah. uh, Bill Bonder saying hello to Dave. Hey, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, guys, uh, 
what got you involved with Jam on the Dam? Let's talk a little bit about Jam on the Dam before you guys go. Um, this will be, uh, I believe, my fourth time emceeing this event, my first time seeing you guys, which I'm really excited for. Um, what got you involved? What makes you want to play it? Uh, well, it's, what they're doing is, you know, raising funds for the, the Lake Association, which is good. You know, I'm being, I'm in Williamstown myself, so I'm very aware of how all that works. But, uh, you know, Jim, who basically started this and got it all going, is my brother-in-law. So, you know, gotcha. just through things like that, we were supposed to play last year, but a little conflict in schedules and, and weren't able to make it. So we told him, look, we're, we're there this year. We're not going to miss it. So it's great. It's a great show. Uh, great bands, good time, food trucks and all that fun stuff. So it's a good day. And the biggest, best part of this event is it's a BYOB for anybody watching. Like, it is. it is a BYOB. So, like, I mean, as long as you're responsible and you're not making a total yeah. ass out of yourself. I yeah, mean, yeah. Don't drown in the lake. Uh, right, right. Don't make, don't make one of the band members jump in to get you. So. Right. <laughs> but, uh, guys, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Um, guys, everybody keep up to date with Worldwide What on Facebook. And uh, guys, have a great rest of your evening. Great. Thanks, Thank you. Team. Appreciate it. We'll see you soon. Have a see great- Thank you. Bye. Have a great night. See you guys on the 5th. Thank you. All right, guys. There it goes. Worldwide What. Um, really, really um, excited to be hosting Jam on the Dam once again. And uh, great group of people. Uh, so just a lot going on. Wanted to give you guys a heads up. Also, don't forget August 12th, we're doing a nineties night tonight, but we also have a nineties night live at Sweeney's on August 12th. We're going to be having Nimrod, which is a tribute to green day. We're going to be having a brand new spanking brand new Allison Chains tribute band called wood will be with us. And, um, the other band is Monkey Wrench, which is a Foo Fighters tribute. August 12th, 9 o'clock, Sweeney's, 10 bucks to get in. You can't beat three great bands for 10 bucks, man. Honestly, when you go to some of these area shows, when you go, go to some of the big concerts, you're, you're spending outrageous money. And it's just so, such a good time to go out and support live rock and roll. And uh, guys, my next guest coming up, uh, about five more minutes and we'll be bringing them on, is a band that's been around for a long time. I've known them quite, uh, I've known Aaron for a while, uh, great people, and um, Sanctuary will will be joining us momentarily, so don't go anywhere and we will be right back. guys welcome back to the rock and roll union streamcast it is my pleasure now to introduce to you a group of guys that have been kicking ass around the south jersey philadelphia scene for quite a while guys please welcome sanctuary guys thank you so much for joining us this evening uh eric i don't know why you are coming up with a black screen let me try and bring you back out 
He fell on black screen. Yeah, not sure what's going on with Eric's. Uh, no, Eric's right there. Awesome. Everybody's here. Guys, thank you so much for being with us this evening. Thanks for you having got us. It. Thank you for having us. So, uh, not sure. I know some of you guys were hanging on uh, during our last segment with another 90s tribute that's just kind of getting the ball rolling a little bit for themselves. You guys have been around the scene for about how long at this point? 12 years, probably. Yeah, I was going to say it's been a while. Man. Yeah. And uh, much like I asked them, I wanted to ask you guys, what got you into 90s rock? What made you made that your focus for this band? You want to tell that story, Eric? <laughs> yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Um, yeah, I think um, Aaron and I, actually Aaron, Steve and I had been in a band together, or an original band in the early 2000s. And uh, I, I, I ended up moving out of that project. And then like a couple of years later, I sat, I saw Aaron out at a local bar and we were talking about how cool it would be to um, do a, um, a Chris Cornell tribute. And that was a long, long time ago. And, you know, it seemed like that would have been a crazy idea to try something like that. Obviously, Chris Cornell was still alive at the point, too. But, um, and, you know, then we laughed and didn't see each other for a long time. And then we would bump into each other again. And we'd be like, oh, we got to do that tribute band. And then I think we started opening up to, like, maybe we should just do all 90s. And, uh, and then uh, we wouldn't see each other again for a while. And then um, Aaron called me out of the blue one day. And he was like, uh, I, got, I got the guys for the band. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and uh, he's like, you know, the 90s band. And I was like, oh, you got guys for the band? And he's like, yeah, the whole thing's set. We're going to do it. And I'm like, oh, okay. And that's that's how it started pretty much. Awesome. Now, what is it, like I said, that resonates with this music, with people, with fans, with people that are out there? Because I honestly got to say, and maybe I'm wrong, you guys can correct me if I am, that this time period, the 90s, are, I feel like a lot of times are the last, it might be the last group of people that are coming out to the bar to watch live music. There might not be people younger than that age group or that time period that are coming out to see any other music after that. Because there really hasn't been a significant rock movement since the 90s. I think you got a really good point there. And I think we've talked about that before too, in that the nineties was the last decade to have like its own identity in music. It seems like, I don't know if I'm, I'm just biased or it, it just doesn't seem like, it seems like any decade after that hasn't really had its own identity. It was just like an amalgamation of uh, other decades. Yeah, I spoke with the the last band, Worldwide What, on this, saying that, you know, from the 50s to the 2000s, each decade had its own thumbprint, had its own identity. But we haven't really seen anything in the past 23 years, as far as the rock movement is concerned, to kind of generalize a decade based on the rock music. Is there, I mean, as far as you guys say, is there any newer bands coming out, anything, any hopeful ideas for what might come next i mean because that was the thing with the 90s music as well the 80s music was getting stale you needed something to smash that boundary and that's what the 90s did i think there's going to be like a next great rock movement i think part of why decades would have an identifiable sound is because styles would emerge and become in vogue and what's emerged in the advent of Pro Tools and uh, nonlinear recording, which isn't inherently a bad thing, it's a good thing, but what's emerged is the, the style is perfection. Every drum beat's gotta get fixed, every tom sound's gotta get replaced, every vocal part's gotta get auto-tuned. So I think, I hope we outgrow it. We're kind of in a phase now where stuff is either edgy and indie or it's, it's perfected to death and it's hard to identify a, a sound at that point. You know, I've seen, just to agree with you, I've seen a meme that was uh, Slash passed out next to his amplifier and said rock in the 80s. 
and then a guy sitting at his computer and says rock in the 2000s and it's like perfect and a perfect example of that now as far as getting into the music that you guys do what are some of your favorites to play aaron i'll start with you what's some of your your favorite music to play from the 90s uh well the Soundgarden stuff's a lot of fun um alice in chains fun to do um you know it turns I, like even some of the songs we you know there's songs that i'm sure every one of us here will probably be like ah, i don't really love that song i don't care if i'd ever hear it again but it's really fun to play once we start doing it so um we do like a lot of one-hit wonders and stuff like that too from the time period that are fun um but yeah i really i like doing a lot of like the, a little bit harder stuff uh out of our catalog but um it's all good how about you steve what's some of your favorites i i come at it from more of like a prog rock old school like genesis rush kind of angle so for me a lot of the joy is getting to know some of these songs that i'd sort of written off as sloppy and uninteresting and finding out that when you take the time to learn the nuances of them, there's actually a lot of subtlety and dynamics to them. So I, I really dig trying to play the parts as accurately as I can and do homage to what the artists who wrote the songs did. Awesome. Steve, I got to ask you, now that you bring that up, I'm just going to take a little side trip here. As far as a Genesis or a prog rock kind of fan is concerned, one band I never could get into from the 90s, which was, I feel like, the only prog rock band that got any kind of uh, press would be Tool. Are you a big Tool fan? I, I don't like all their stuff, but I like some of their stuff a lot. Some okay, of it gotcha. gets a little too long in the tooth for me. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel. Trevor, uh, some of your favorite stuff. Yeah, sure. So to uh, kind of agree with what Aaron was saying, um, you know, like one of my favorite songs that we play is Cherub Rock by uh, Smashing Pumpkins, which is kind of like an unspectacular tune to listen to. Um, but to play it is just so much fun. Um, and, uh, and and again, agreeing with Aaron, a lot of the heavy stuff, I think all of us kind of lean towards heavier stuff, just that's our natural inclination. Um, so uh, anytime we get a chance to play anything that's like that, uh, it's a lot of fun. And then of course, I. I get to do a lot of the backup vocals. Um, so selfishly, anything that involves backup vocals uh, pretty significantly, a lot of the Alice in Chains stuff, uh, it's just a lot of fun to do. Uh, getting to perform with uh, with my good buddy Eric on the vocals is just a blast. So um, yeah, I think that kind of sums up what I enjoy about it. Awesome. We'll go to you, Eric. Uh, uh, I, I was second what Trevor said. I like songs where Trevor sings too. <laughs> I, uh, I, I actually, I, any song is a joy to play with this band because they're such amazing, strong, talented players. And I, I feel like I'm very spoiled, but I like doing the songs that challenge me vocally. Like I like doing a lot of like the Chris Cornell stuff. Um, we do a bunch of Soundgarden and we, we do, we do do some audio slave, even though that's technically in the early 2000s, but um, I like doing those those kind of tunes. But um, like Aaron said, there's a we do a lot of like one hit wonders that people might not even realize they know until they hear it. And they're like, oh, my God, I love this song, you know, like we do um, in the meantime by Space Hog. That, that seems to go over very well. Uh, that's a great song. Yeah. Um, now, Eric and Aaron, you guys create. Well, is it fair to say that you guys created or you brainstormed on this band? How has it has it matched everything that you guys initially had envisioned, or has it changed? Has it warped at all? What would you guys say as far as the duration of this twelve years has been? Has it? How has it changed from the beginning until now? Uh, hasn't changed much um really at all it really like what we started with is what we're still doing um the one thing that i think didn't measure up maybe to an expectation was uh the name yeah we're named after 
the club in Cherry Hill that was wow. famous in the 90s for playing a lot of this kind of music that we do. And we thought, I guess we thought it was like going to be a great idea. Everyone will just be like, oh, yeah, of course. Sanctuary, <laughs> the cool club from the 90s, the, you yeah. know, in the area. And Oof. nobody gets it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. That, that part of But I mean, you know, it's that's 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 our name. We're stuck with it now. Not that we hate it. It's just it's funny. Like most people don't think of that, which right. we thought it would be like an obvious thing. I I feel like uh, it kind of surpassed what I originally envisioned because, um, I mean, it was just goofy, drunken conversation at the bar years and years ago. And then it, it actually became something thanks to Aaron um, finding band members. But uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I really do think it, it kind of like sur surpassed my expectations. One of the things that we said from day one was we wanted to do the material as true to the original source material as possible. And I, I really feel that we do that. And that's our strength and we bring we that's what we bring to an, an audience every time and and you know we're all in this in this music scene and we go to we go to bars and clubs and see bands play and stuff and one thing i have to say for us is that when we play we 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 command the audience i feel like i feel like we're not a background you know something in the background music in the background Oh, yeah, they have a band tonight. I feel like when we play, people take notice. They turn toward us, and it becomes a rock show. And also, I, I take a lot, I take a know, lot of pride I, in that. I wanted to bounce off of that, Eric, a little bit. Alice Cooper once said that rock stars stopped being rock stars, and maybe that was one of the reasons why rock kind of went the way that it went. How important is it for you guys to connect with your audience when you're out playing? A lot of a lot of bands, like you just said, Eric, a lot of bands are satisfied with just kind of blending in with the background or the wallpaper behind them. Where, mm -hmm. Eric, you just said that you guys want to take that command. How important is that for you guys? I think it's everything. I honestly think it's everything. I think, I mean, there have been times where we've had shows where, um, there's a lot of people, but like if it, maybe if it's a little bit farther away, they don't know us as much. And, you know, we're used to getting that like pop of instant gratification, a, a nice a burst of applause after a song. And if, if I don't hear that, <laughs> I get a little upset. I think <laughs> I, uh, I, cause I really, I feed off of it. You know what I mean? Like I think, and I, I can't speak for everybody, but like my favorite shows are the ones where everybody's, you know, taking part in it and we're getting that push and pull and feedback from the audience. Now, as far as places around the play, a lot of, I mean, you guys remember calling yourself Sanctuary. You guys remember back when the club scene was much, much better than what it is now. There were so many more venues to play, so much more to do out there. Some of your, what are some of your favorite places to play? What are some good areas that are still out there for you guys? Uh, well, we do, uh, we only, we really only play a handful of places, um, on the regular. We play at Laughing Fox Tavern, Magnolia, um, pretty much once a month. We play at the different racks, pub locations, um, usually around the same frequency, maybe a little less. And, um, and then at Tom and Jerry's, uh, um, PA. Okay. Um, okay. And then we have a few other things like scattered in between there, um, other venues, uh, but those are the main ones we do. And that kind of keeps our schedule full. We also do some events and things like that. Um, so we're, we're just lucky. We have a handful of places that really appreciate us. They like having us there regularly. And um, yeah, I feel like it's a, it's a constant, it's a constantly changing landscape as far as, you know, the businesses that are around and who wants to have music and COVID definitely did a number on that. Like uh, we did every first Friday for 10 years at house of brews in Turnersville and gotcha. um, 
and and that was a huge part of us building our audience over the years. And I I I think we still have that core audience because of that gig. And unfortunately, after COVID, that you know that went away. So it would be nice if we could find another first Friday regular gig that we could book throughout the year. Um, I always enjoyed having that show. Now, uh, Aaron, I wanted to ask you a little bit. Uh, you've kind of ventured into uh, the music business outside the band as far as the laboratory. Uh, congratulations on that. And I wanted to ask you uh, how that was setting that up and getting involved in that and how business has been. Uh, business is good. It's actually, um, it's not that new of a venture. It actually started in 2007 and, and Steve wow. was a part of that. Um, he was my partner at the beginning of that, uh, along with another guy named Mark. And, uh, we were in Deptford and took that from 2007 to 2017. And then, um, also had a store in Egg Harbor for a while and then closed up and just did e-commerce for a little bit, skipped over uh, COVID and then reopened where we are now in Gloucester Township. And uh, business is good, you know, picking up. We've been at it for a year there at that location, so it's good. So we have somebody else asking right now, where do they get your music? Like how, uh, how do people find Sanctuary? Facebook pages or social media websites, that kind of thing. How do people look you guys up? Uh, Facebook is uh, Sanctuary 90s. So uh, Sanctuary 90S. That's really our primary thing. We also have an Instagram page that's uh, got the same handle. Um, we don't have a separate website at this point. Um if you go to sanctuary90s.com, it just goes to our Facebook page at the moment. So, Gotcha. And while we're at it, uh, what's what's the upcoming schedule look like for you guys? See, I actually got that handy. I know this Saturday we're, we're back in Magnolia at the Laughing yeah, Fox. Yeah, this Saturday. Yeah, this nice. coming Saturday at 8, we're at uh, Laughing Fox in Magnolia. And then uh looks like the next one after that is the 22nd we're at uh racks and atco nice now, yeah I'm the, I'm the drummer so i can only go up to like four out and then i start losing focus <laughs> <laughs> in the next four, four days i can do it <laughs> so steve i gotta ask you as far as being that uh how technical can the 90s music get i mean for you being that kind of drummer actually some of it's fairly technical especially the sound garden stuff and one of the things I did like about the 90s music when it was emerging was that as opposed to the predecessor, the hair metal stuff, the drummers and bass players actually played their instruments rather than just slamming quarter notes. So gotcha. um, not all of it's just like technical as some of the prog stuff that made me want to practice every day when I was a kid. But some of it is like a lot of the drummers came out of like, I guess they studied and they learned how to use stick controls. There's little tricky hi-hat patterns and things that I like to try to be true to. Um, there's some interesting odd time signatures that you don't even know are there until you have to learn the song. And, and I uh, know a lot of the, a lot of the nineties music had what I call almost like dirty grooves between the, the bassist and the drummer. There was yeah. a lot of like that, which I guess maybe that's where the grunge comes from is that grinding type of uh, rhythm section between the bassist and the drummer. Uh, do you guys kind of, meet that way yeah yeah there's there's a lot of instances where trevor and i are kind of giving each other the side eye like oh yeah we're doing this like it's, it's like <laughs> we're snow plowing through the groove and letting aaron and, and eric just hang everything on top of it it's a blast awesome yeah a now, lot of that is like at, right afterwards we'll give each other a look like mm-hmm <laughs> Now, Eric, I got to say, man, you, you bring up Cornell, and those are some very enormous shoes to fill. Uh, do you have much of a warm-up? Uh, do you do I, any warm-up? A lot of bands don't even do warm-up, but do you do I any warm-up? I do warm -up? a little warm-up in the car by myself on the way to the gig, usually, just because like, I'm, like, you know, for a performer, I'm kind of a shy person, 
And the idea of me doing a vocal warm up with people within earshot is like <laughs> humiliating to me. So I would never do that. But yeah, I'll I'll try and warm it up on the way to the gig. And yeah, I remember somebody turned me on to Melissa Cross. Um, she was like the 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 Zen of screaming uh, vocal teacher, and I've had some of her videos and stuff like that. I kind of follow her online. So you know, I I come up with my own kind of cross between things that I've picked up here and there and, and my own stuff that I know that works for me. But um, yeah, I like to like try and warm it up a little bit. And while we're talking uh, instruments or uh, ways of playing, Eric, Aaron, as far as uh, guitar, what's the be what's your favorite guitar to play 90s music with? What is your go-to? Uh, well, the main guitar I use um suspense <laughs> <laughs> he's not actually frozen he's just doing that he's not going to reveal he doesn't want everybody doing it <laughs> you guys oh, there you, oh, yeah back. Aaron, are you there yeah we need you to repeat that uh yeah i don't know what part you got i got a 1994 paul reed smith that is like my main guitar for this band um I also use a, uh, I have this like Schecter sort of double cut um, model that I use once in a while, but not too much. Um, yeah, it's mainly the 1X. That's it. And uh, yeah. Trevor just put down for anybody uh, following uh, their Facebook page is in the comments section. So if you want to find them, go ahead. Thank you, Trevor, for putting that up. And I uh, wanted to bounce around last question for you guys before we call it a night. Wanted to ask you guys favorite 90s band. Who's your favorite? I mean, there's a lot yeah. out there. We'll start with Trevor. Trevor, who's your favorite? I'm probably going to have to go with Alice in Chains uh, just because they're uh, – that's one of the things that, uh, or one of the bands that really kind of turned me on to this music in the first place. Um, either Alice in Chains or Foo Fighters. Um, it's very hard to pick one, um, yeah. but if I had to pick one, it would probably be Alice in Chains, um, just because of the depth of their catalog. Um, basically, every album they have is great, um, and uh, you know, real memorable tunes, solos bass parts are fun vocal harmonies are great um so that's the one i could probably have to go with awesome how about you steve oh beach boys that song coco mode just completely defines the genre. <laughs> now I, i'm with trevor slow alice change for me because when i first when i heard the dirt record in particular i i had this experience of like i had never heard anything sound like that before and a lot of stuff sounded like that after that record but i don't think anything sounded like that before that record so they really nailed it for me. How about you, Eric? Uh, that's a really tough question because I feel like it's even though it's it's kind of stuck in that decade, I feel like it's changed over the years. And like if you had asked me early in the '90s, I probably would have said Tool, and then maybe later on I might have said like Deftones. I'm a huge Deftones fan, um, and oddly we don't do any Deftones. We're gonna have to add some i think but, uh, but um of the bands that we play i i would have to agree allison chains is, is a big favorite because um i mean the guys the guys in sanctuary do an amazing job of of capturing the the heaviness and the groove of that band and and they they're they're man they were masters of, of of making what seemed like you know like a pretty straightforward rock song but when you really start diving into it you you notice there's there's a lot going on and the, and the those harmonies i mean you can't you can't beat them absolutely Aaron, how about you uh mine would be soundgarden um been one of my all-time favorite bands for many years um i love chris cornell's vocals um I love the very unorthodox guitar playing style that Kim Thale has. Mm -hmm. um, the rhythm section's amazing. Um, so I would say for me, Soundgarden. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for being with us tonight. Check these guys out this Saturday at the Laughing Fox. What time do you guys hit the stage? 
Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock, guys. Make, make sure you guys get out to the Laughing Fox, guys. Aaron, Eric, Trevor, and Steve, thank you so much for being with us this evening. Thank you. Have a great rest of your evening. Guys. Cold, dude. Thanks. Thank See you so much. Have a good Thanks night, guys. Good night. So there was Sanctuary, guys. Really great band. Really, really uh, kick-ass 90s tribute. It was such a blast this evening. Bringing up some of the songs from the 90s, some of that feel, how exactly that felt. Guys, really, really a whole lot of fun. Um, next Wednesday, we are going to be doing, we're going to have an original and a undercover. Tonight was kind of a double dose of that undercover thing. And uh, next Wednesday, we'll be joined by Disaster Horse and Area Cover Band Jailbreak. Really excited to welcome them out, guys. And uh, like I said, so much going on. Going to have a big announcement to make sometime this week. Keep an eye on the uh, Rock and Roll Union Facebook page. There's going to be a really big announcement as far as Rock and Roll Union is concerned and a upcoming area event that's going to be pretty big. Also, like I said, August 5th, Jam on the Day in Williamstown, New Jersey. Great summer day. Swimming, boating, anything you could ask for. Food trucks, BYOB, one of the best parts of the entire summer. Come out and hang out with us. Rock and Roll Union 10 will be up. Merchandise for sale. I'll be emceeing the event, and it's just going to be a good event all the way around. Also, August 12th, we will be going for our first event, our inaugural event, the Rock and Roll Union inaugural event, August 12th at Sweeney's as we welcome 90s Night with Nimrod, which is a Green Day tribute, Wood, brand new Allison Chains. That'll be their debut show. And Monkey Wrench, Foo Fighters tribute. A lot of great stuff that night as well. So, guys, thank you once again so much for being with us here this evening, guys. It is my pleasure to bring you the best area rock music each and every week. Thank you so much for being here. And until next time, don't just leave it. Leave it better. Have a great night, everybody.